The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Helen, and I have 12 years teaching experience across reception in Key Stage One. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year Four teacher at a school on the South Coast, and I'm the host of Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the soon-to-be-published Tiny Voices Talk book. And today we are seeing what music and technology we can design and create with a folktale from the Southern United States of America. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the Tar Bunny. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 28th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by artist Heather Zeta Rose, in time for you to use for Anti-Bullying Week 2022. Don't worry if you've missed that though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Toria and Br'er Bunny. And I don't know, should we also bring in Br'er Fox for this one? Because we're looking at design and technology, and uh, Br'er Fox is the one who engages in some design and technology in the story, isn't he? So, Helen, you were wanting to explore the DT with ages four to seven. What what was your design and technology? Well, it was sort of along those lines, actually. In fact, both of my ideas involve Fox in some way. Okay. So the first one was I, I had this this idea that the children could, instead of creating a, a tar bunny, they could create a, a scarecrow bunny. Oh, okay. It kind of links to what Fox is trying to do, but it also links to the animals trying to save their vegetable patches from their bunny. So it's got multiple links. I thought it would be a, mm. a really fun activity for the children to take part in creating a scarecrow bunny. They'd have to think about designing the bunny, making the bunny. I would provide the children in groups, I think, be a good group activity to do with some doweling in kind of a cross, yeah. a cross shape. So you've got the frame for a body and some arms. And then whichever materials you wanted to use, really, sometimes with DT projects like this, I give children quite a lot of free reign. And then whatever mm. they happen to be doing, I support them or me and my teaching assistant support them with the skills needed. Or you can keep the parameters a bit more closed and look at using fabric and stuffing bits of fabric and a bit of sewing and what materials you could use to mm. stuff the various parts of bunny and what features you're going to add to make this look like a bunny and not just an ordinary scarecrow. Yeah, I think I've done it before where they've used straw to stuff bags to create the head. Mm-hmm. That would make it very relevant to the area, wouldn't it, if they're using yes. materials that you could find in the southern United States? Oh, that's a very good geography link. There you go. And yeah, you could be as creative as you like with it. And on as large scale as you like, you could do mini, mini scarecrow bunnies if you wished, or you could get the children outdoors creating life-size scarecrows in the form of mm. a scarecrow bunny scare bunny scarecrow bunny scare bunnies scare bunnies, scare bunnies. <laughs> scare, um, scare you bunnies. could use a balloon as the head and paper mache that's not my favorite thing to do with children paper mache no why not it's one of my favorite things to do yes. as a child but <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> i always find it just takes longer 
than you think. Every time, every time I've decided to do Bavia Bache, I've gone, <laughs> oh, that'll take a couple of afternoons a week later, and you're still adding layers and trying to fix the ones that have deflated. Um, however, when you, I do really like it as a technique, and I, it can be really effective for the children, and the children really enjoy doing it because, you know, why wouldn't you enjoy <laughs> gluing, using sticky substances to, to cover balloons and make a general mess? So, yeah, exactly. so Scarecrow Bunny, that was my first idea. <laughs> Incidentally, just before you go on to your next idea, someone pointed out to me, I'm tr- trying to remember, I think it was, I want to say F.W. Borum, who pointed out that the wise crows would actually fly towards a scarecrow <laughs> because that's basically a nice big signpost to let you know, here be things that you will enjoy. Um, and I wonder whether um, the clever bunny would also have the same idea you know if he sees a scare bunny oh that's, that's probably point. gonna be where the, so the, the good the, props um, are. in the design brief for this scarecrow bunny you're going to have to make sure <laughs> that uh, the children understand it has to be terrified <laughs> no friendly bunnies allowed <laughs> also linked to, to brer fox really was a rabbitless stew ah. so the children have learnt potentially they would have learnt in science why fox wants to eat brer bunny but actually, could we persuade him to eat something else and not not Brer Bunny? I mean, he can't really now because Brer Bunny's escaped. So his plan for rabbit stew has gone out the window. So unfortunately, mm. he's going to just have to use the vegetables. I'd create a vegetarian stew. Yes. A stew that I could eat. There you go. <laughs> you know, you could teach the children, well, I mean, what is a stew? And then they could try some stews and they could choose some vegetables they'd like, do a bit of tasting of different vegetables, decide potentially which three vegetables, for example, they're going to put in their stew. I'd always do this in groups so you haven't got 24 different varieties because that's very tedious from a making point of view (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you know design delicious vegetable stews and and make them and taste them and foxes are the perfect animal to do this with of course because they are omnivores yes so as well as eating bunny they they would very happily a vegetable stew to cheer cheer fox up after his unsuccessful day yeah indeed yeah Another thing that might help to cheer him up, though, is a bit of music. And that's where Toria wanted to look for ages 7 to 11, the music curriculum. Can you help us cheer Fox up with your musical learning outcomes, Toria? Well, I always love music appreciation. I love children just really listening Mm. and immersing themselves in music because I don't think they're given enough opportunities always Mm. to just be in that space. Now, I've mentioned Peter and the Wolf previously. Rob's mentioned it a few times as well. It's a very popular one, isn't it? The one that I would use alongside this one would be Carnival of Animals by Saint-Saëns. And I've actually taught this lesson many, many times because I just think it's fabulous. So you can actually choose one or all of the tracks. If you did all of the tracks, it'd be a lengthy lesson. <laughs> and then what you do is play the piece of music children and see if they can actually draw the animal they think that they are mm-hmm. hearing. Because kind of a of animals is very much Sansor representing the animals through music and some of them are much more obvious than others and I just think it'd be really interesting for the children to do that and then moving on from that they actually go into their own composition so how would they represent in music Brer Bunny how would they represent Brer Bunny at the beginning of the story 
And how would that alter at the end of the story? You know, would the character of Br'er Bunny mean that the music alters? Mm. Then how would you actually depict Br'er Fox? Whilst Tar Bunny is a silent character in the story, is there a way to represent silence within your piece of music? Oh, that's a good one. Because actually, I think silence has its own power. So I think there's an awful lot there for music. And then, of course, can children actually represent their piece of music in score? Can they write a musical score to go with it? And then can they perform it, record it, etc. So, you know, you could also get into computing, recording their piece of music and so on. Because within Key Stage 2, we do edit audio. So could they edit their audio and such mm-hmm. like? So you've sort of got a bit of computing there alongside your music. All very valuable skills. Indeed. All, all walks of life. <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Breb Bunny will help us make some art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, cheerio. and we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your, your story, story soon. soon.